two humorous nurses would like to acknowledge the true custodians of the land in which we record our podcast, the Yorta Yorta people. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders listening today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Dermal Therapy knows when your skin feels uncomfortable, you feel uncomfortable. They've created products that actually work, that make your skin feel better and you feel better so that you can live your life with confidence doing the things you love. Head to www.dermaltherapy.com.au Humorous Nurses with Kelly and Alicia, the podcast that knows not to throw petrol on a fire. Welcome to Two Humorous Nurses, where we plan to bring you funny, informal, conversational chat about all things nursing. Injuries. ED <laughs> nurses have seen them all, from dislocated fingers to gunshot wounds. People injure themselves in the silliest and sometimes simplest of ways, don't they, Kelly? Sure do. Have you ever had a gunshot wound? Uh... In theatre, but not oh. in ED. I had one mm. and it was around Christmas and it was just like they rang and said, oh, he's been shot. And I was like, don't come here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but he walked in. It was a bit of a ricochet. Oh, uh, yeah. The bit was lodged in his sternum. Oh. Yeah. It was – and he was like a um, – <laughs> a, uh, like what do you call those students that go international for a term? International students. Uh, <laughs> Nah, you know, like when you anyway, An whatever. Exchange, exchange student, student yeah. from America. And she's like, "How do I tell the parents?" I was like, <laughs> "I'm pretty sure they're American. They're used to it." I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> anyway, today we're going to talk about. Um, well, we're sort of loosely going to talk about holiday injuries. Um, you know, where you get together with your mates, you have a few bevies, maybe play like a couple of rounds of clothesline roulette. Have you ever played that? Yeah, with your with your um, yeah car yeah fruity Alexia was our choice. <laughs> And then uh, one thing leads to another and you get a broken leg or just really drunk. In your opinion, like when do you think are the most common injuries bound to happen? When? Like yeah, what? like at what oh. holiday? Like what special occasion do you think people Any. are most likely to get injured? Most holidays. Yeah. Because <laughs> people do dumb <laughs> shit when they're on holidays and when they're drunk. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like take, especially if you're like going on a holiday or a oh, vacation, yeah. Yeah, you, take, more you risks. take way more risks. Like can we bungee jumping? Do you know how many people dislocate their ankles and detach their retinas bungee no, jumping? really? I mean, nothing happened except that he threw up from nerves. but <laughs> And then he had to walk because you'd get like lowered obviously down into the river in the canyon and then you've got to walk up all the hundreds of steps to get back to the top. No. So he was fucking puffed by the time he got to the top of it. <laughs> the like, adrenaline had fully worn off. Oh, like. so <laughs> um, But, yeah, I guess. I wondered did more, I, I wonder because like you get these occasional presentations of like people who get steak stuck in their throat and stuff. Like I wonder oh, yeah. if there's more of those kind of presentations and then also like I guess my question's um, – <laughs> it's like when people get gifts for Christmas or their birthday and stuff and then they go and use them for the first time. Well, there time. were a lot of Nerf gun injuries that <laughs> I – like a lot of um, – that I read about like in their eyes. In the eye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stuck up noses. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking like back to one that I remember of like someone who used their grandchild slip and slide and ended <laughs> up with a pneumothorax. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of any other ones that I've seen like around that period, but often like I feel like when you work a New Year's yeah. Day or you work a Christmas Eve or a Boxing Day, you're always like 
you're kind of waiting with bated breath of like what's so going to come, come in, the in. Door. Yeah. When I worked in um, country WA, we had BNS balls. Yeah. <laughs> and so no one wanted to be at work. on work. And like we <laughs> only had like a tiny hospital, so there was only ever two nurses on. And I was like on the BS ball committee in our town. So <laughs> I was like helping run it. Oh and I mean, hang on. If anyone doesn't know what a BNS, what is it? So it's a bachelor and spinsters <laughs> ball. Back in the day, I think it was very, um, you know, that's where you went to men a farm boy. But, but why were they called bachelor and spinsters? Because bachelor and spinsters went. But spinsters means like old, unmarried. Well, no, I just think it meant unmarried. Okay, sure. But bachelor then sounds so glamorous and when, spinster sounds so yeah. old. So obviously, I was like heavy in the BNS scene in the early two thousands. <laughs> we should do it. Um, and. I like it's just a really good excuse. In WA, I think it's very different to Victoria, but you go get like really drunk in the line. So you you line up maybe even the night before the event. Sounds like me at a wedding. You just get smashed. You shoot um, like food die at each other. So like not only do you get (laughs) drunk and dirty because you're just peeing in the bushes and it's dusty and country, you're like covered in food dye. So my blonde hair, I'd have to go back to work as a nurse, very professional, with like multicolour hair. Everyone knew you'd been to be this. Yeah, and then you just, yeah, you get really drunk and you always just hook up with random people and there's always a car that ends up on fire. Like at one of the BNSs, I was so drunk that I like didn't know where to find my ute and so I just laid down next to a ute and had a little nap. And then woke up an hour later and tried to find my ute again. <laughs> anyway, they were very fat. And there were so many injuries. Yeah. So many injuries. Dislocations because people would ute surf. Oh. Um, <laughs> like, As you like stand on a ute or in the back of a ute. No, get pulled behind a ute in the oh. paddock like doing <laughs> on like, like a, a torn up oh like God. beer carton. Oh so like you're God. on cardboard, yeah, mate. It's <laughs> get sunburn as fuck because you don't care because oh, you're drunk yeah, and yeah. you're just getting your tits out. Like <laughs> it's very Australian, very country Australian. 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 It's, very, it's like a rite of passage. And now been. I think about like I've been in a relationship since I was 20. <laughs> 21. 21. I think about all the gross things. Sorry if my dad listens to this, but all the like sex that I had with people that are like dirty and now i'm like have you showered (laughs) like i'm not we're not don't touch (laughs) me like this is no that was like one reason i really didn't want to have sex with people after like going clubbing and stuff because i'm like oh i'm sweaty you're sweaty i know and you want me to like put what in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) sorry gary Anyway, the reason we decided to come up with this um, episode was because we saw on Instagram, obviously, all the 4th of July stuff in America mm. with x-rays of like, hands being blown apart by people holding fireworks. Uh, fireworks, which we don't have in Australia. They're actually illegal, except in Darwin or the Northern Territory on May I mean, Day we have fireworks something. on like special occasions that the but government pays for. But we don't, we don't I mean, have, we have them. People have backyard fireworks that they get on the black market. Illegally, yeah. yeah. But it's not something that you can just go and buy. Like no. Cam... When Cam went to America in 2019, he and his mates bought a heap of fireworks just because they could. Oh, that's cool. And then set them all off like the one with the little dog that you light up its ass and then it poops out the trail. Like I know nothing about fire. I've never even seen a firework in its raw form. No. 
because I'm a good girl. Actually, when I was a kid, we used to crush up sparklers. You know those um, birthday sparklers? Oh. We used to get a little hammer and oh break <laughs> off all the sparkle stuff from the wire. The right, gun get this. powder. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. Literally, I don't know, whatever it is. And then, so we would get like packets and packets <gasps> and packets of them. Then we'd get a glass jar. Do not ask me how I well, even fucking know how to do this. Bomb. We made pipe bombs. <laughs> get a glass jar, wrap the shit out of it in duct tape, fill it with your sparkle bomb shit, uh, then cut the wire off one of your sparkle off your some sparklers. Real Western suburb shit, isn't this it? Is, yeah, this is what happens yeah. when you grow up in Werribee. <laughs> um, and then I can't remember what we put on the top. Uh, maybe we'll just duct tape the top, put a hole in it, put the sparkler in the top, light the that first sparkler, <laughs> off you run, and the whole thing will go... <laughs> And like would shoot up explode? with flames. It would explode eventually once it got down to the bottom. But because you've duct taped the shit out of the glass, hopefully it doesn't like explode properly. Shrapnel. But it, I it have a blast, story about how someone killed uh, a family member by doing that exact same thing. But wait till you hear what they were doing. Well, to do we, it. at least we'll we, would, we would light the top of the sparkler knowing that it, it would gonna... take a little while to burn down. <laughs> but then that's Lord. in an ideal world. You never know what's going to happen. Lord, I guess. Lord, Lord. Right. But um, that's why you don't throw petrol on a fire. <laughs> <laughs> I've just taught all of our listeners how, how to make, make a, a sparkle bomb. bomb. <laughs> a sparkle bomb. That's, That's what we so used to nice. call them. <laughs> it's so Western Suburbs. So Western Suburbs. All right. Well, you've got some stats. Oh, yeah. So this episode so didn't go how I thought it was going to no, go me when I was researching. <laughs> so I started looking up like, okay, well, um, you know, injuries obviously can lead to death, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and not hospitalization. So then I had a look. I like I wanted to know what the statistics were. So um, injuries caused five hundred and thirty eight thousand hospitalizations just in twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two. So like in that year, and it, uh, say that again. Five hundred thousand injuries caused five hundred thirty eight thousand hospitalizations in two thousand twenty one. Is this in Australia? Yes, Australia. Five hundred thousand hospital admissions Hosp- or hospitalizations. <gasps> Yeah, so admissions. That's like way more than I thought. But that's injuries of any kind. So yeah, that's I, including like a fall. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, but still, that's but a then lot. Injuries caused almost 14,000 deaths in that same year period. Oh, see, that's less Australia. than I thought. 14,000 deaths by injury. I suppose that is. A, that's 54 people per 100,000. I was just about to find that yeah. stat out. That's quite a lot. I think that's significant, but it's probably um I looked at the research as well like it doesn't usually change much. No. And especially and then I looked at seasonally. So then okay, mm. are there seasons or like times of the year when people are more likely to get injured and then die? Like summer because <laughs> you do dumb yes. shit in summer. Well, that's what I looked at. So Actually, the total number of hospitalizations for injuries doesn't actually change much with the seasons. And okay. data for the three most recent years, so that's including COVID, they suggest slightly lower numbers. Yeah. Um, but slightly, we weren't allowed to go anywhere. But slightly <laughs> lower numbers between July to October, which surprises me because the footy mm. grand final, but that's mm. only Victoria. The footy grand final is in that time. I think, imagine that the NRL, is that what it is? I don't even know. I don't but know even just local footy. Like that's a local footy. Yeah, in every right. state has in local it, footy. Well, I suppose, yeah. So, mm. yeah, it surprised me that the that at the grand final time it doesn't seem to be greatly um, increased. Yeah. And then there was a dip in January, but that January dip in 2021 to 2022 um, was larger than in the previous two years. So I'm curious as to why that would happen in um, 21, mm. 22. But it could be that um, because of uh, restrictions on travel, business and social yeah. interactions because of COVID – that um, 
the restrictions coincided with a temporary drop in um, injury hospitalizations, yeah. which is interesting. It's like stop people from doing stuff and you'll stop them from being idiots. <laughs> uh, it's all the government's plan. It's always socialising, <laughs> so maybe it's all like peer, peer pressure. And alcohol. <coughs> but for some injury categories, the number of hospitalizations does change with the seasons. Um, so for things like transport... That doesn't really, like, so um, MVAs and stuff yep. doesn't really have any impact. However, in January is usually, so January 2020 to 2021 was the highest, um, that had the highest rate of hospitalizations for um, car accidents, which is mostly the time when people like go on holidays. Most yep. people are visiting family on the road, so it makes sense. But if you look at the other years, January wasn't the highest. So there's like mm. a comparison. So um, it's interesting depending on, um, the injury so um, lots of things didn't have any and then I thought I thought oh, okay drowning and submersion right so drowning and submersion it always peaks between November and February yeah I mean always and that's because yeah. more people are swimming in that period Obviously, yeah. yeah so it makes sense and then for some reason there's a big spike in April I don't know what is that because Easter people go swimming at yeah, Easter or there's school, <laughs> usually school holidays school in holidays, April as yeah, well potentially yeah. so that and that's a bit of a, that's a bit scary 51% of admissions to hospital occur over summer. Yeah. For um, drowning and submersion yep. injuries. Yeah, so I thought that's. There's still only half. I would have expected it to be more, I guess. That's 51% of them all. Of People's, all? Of, of, like, of, of all the drownings. All the drowning and submersions. Yeah. I assumed it would be higher in summer. But yeah, that's well. It is higher in summer, but then if you look, the other fifty percent is distributed oh, over between nine the months. other nine months. Sorry, yep. God, I'm July's not good at got the lowest. Yeah, because fucking cold. Fucking cold. <laughs> yeah. But um, by state, I imagine it would be different as well. Yeah, because like, places like the Northern Queensland Territory and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, um, choking and suffocation, mm. um, for whatever reason, spiked in late November, like an an astronomical spike oh. in 2021, 2022. Um, there were 96 hospitalizations in the November, whereas most of the others is like in the 70s. So that's like a bit of an outlier. Anyway, I don't know if anyone's even interested in any of this. Thermal causes like burnings, etc., um, peaking in May in the winter months, mm. so um, in May to July. Uh, 335 admissions per week. For thermal causes like burns. Sugar. Crazy. Hey, that's a lot. Contact with objects made me laugh. And there's a picture of a little man with something falling on his head. Um, <laughs> contact with Because I couldn't figure out. I was talking to Mick last night. I'm like, what would contact with objects be? Like, and then, so there's contact with objects, which is 4,600 admissions per week on average. Right. And the only thing I can think of is when things fall on your head because there's this picture of this little man. I wonder if something. it's contact, yeah, from like things falling or if it's like people hitting people is if that's considered contact No, with because an then it's contact with living things is the next category. <laughs> and um, assault is actually another category. So contact with living things has got a picture of a dog. Yeah. And um, that doesn't generally peak anywhere. Um, that's pretty well um, standard throughout the seasons. And then uh, electricity and air pressure. I was looking at – so I looked at an article that was like people are more likely to get electrocuted in November because they're putting up Christmas lights. <laughs> like what? <laughs> um, but, no, pretty much hospitalisations between uh, for electricity and air pressure, they do peak in November to January. Mm. So I'm wondering if that's um, Christmas, rela- Christmas, New Year's related. Maybe, <laughs> what yeah. What are people doing with electricity? 
kids poking things in holes. No one's watching them because everyone's drunk, so kids are poking <laughs> things in Maybe things anyway. like um, fans and stuff like that. Maybe they're like – Maybe. Maybe there's issues with Well, like because it's so hot, people go out and like if the aircon's not working, maybe they go and reset the fuse box or something. Mm. Like How do you electrocute yourself with a fuse box? Anyway, I don't, don't know. know. Um, right. So then I thought at certain times of the year because – Suicide is uh, intentional self harm was one of the categories, right? So I'm thinking, well, everyone was saying that COVID is making everybody kill themselves, and then um, I was sort of looking at death by suicide, right? Because <laughs> it's one of the categories, and I kind of went down a rabbit hole. And I thought, like, are people more likely to self harm at special Holidays. occasions and stuff like that? Yeah, and it was really interesting. Um, Peaks and troughs in rates and numbers of deaths by suicide historically coincide more or less with social and economical events. This actually surprised me way more. I thought it was a lot more personal, which, mm. I mean, it, it is, and it's complex for yeah. lots of reasons why people self-harm um, and why they um, attempt suicide. But I thought it was really interesting because there were the greatest falls in the male suicide rate that coincided with both the World Wars One and Two. Wow, because they were all off. Well, because they the wars. and then also they said that um, it could also be partly a statistical artifact because deaths from all causes that were during war, so even deaths by suicide, were counted as like war deaths, war deaths, and, sure. and not counted as suicide. And deaths. most men were sent to war, weren't well, they? Well, if you I were guess of so, age, yeah. you were like in script, conscript, whatever the word is, I don't know what the conscript, word is. Cons- Forced to go to war. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was interesting that the highest, there were both a rise in male and female suicide rates in the 40s. In The, the highest rate for males in the last century occurred in 1930, um, which mm. was because of the Great Depression. So mostly people couldn't get jobs and yeah. people didn't have money and they couldn't get food. And then also there was a rise in both male and female suicide rates in the 60s which they're saying, and this this blew my mind, and this is where my nursing brain was like, what the actual fuck? This was attributed in part to the unrestricted availability of barbiturate sedatives. Oh, yeah, like almost like accidental suicide. Well, or intentional made it because they could access. It. Yeah, oh, so sure. um, which. So then, and then subsequent falls in those rates in the 60s and early 70s have been in turn attributed to the introduction of restrictions to the availability of these drugs yeah. in July 1967. So then I was like, hang on, what are these? I was like, I'm literally never- about to say, what is a barbiturate drug? So it is, I'll tell you because I've got it here. Um, they were first developed in 1864 and became a popular sleeping pill. So phenobarbital is the only one that I'd heard of. Yeah. And it's now used in anaesthetic. Yeah. Um, whereas I never even have used it in anaesthetic either. But um, between the 20s and the 50s, barbiturates were practically the only drugs used as sedatives and hypnotics. Mm. And sodium pentothal is a barbiturate oh, yeah. often known as truth serum. In larger yeah. doses, it's been used in lethal injection in execution. Yeah, that's how I know it. That, right. Yeah. Sudden withdrawal from barbiturate drugs like after becoming that. physically dependent can result in death. And then this is um, – oh, I had another one. The, the popularity – like they, they were really popular, but then suddenly they realised that even the slightest dose change could result in overdose. Like the, the, the margin between safe so, use and oh. overdose was really, really small. And, um, and now vets use it. To mm. put animals to sleep as well. Yeah. Like to kill them, I'm guessing, not to anaesthetise them. Very 
interesting. Yeah, so I'm like, shit. Like, um, it's interesting how things on a greater scheme. Yeah. Can, and then I thought about COVID in that as well. Like, okay, well, people were speculating that the suicide yes. rate had increased because of all um, the because of COVID. Controls but there's and... actually been no proof of that. But at the moment, and and we've got a lot better data now than we did have back um, yeah. during the Great Depression and things like that. So there's nothing. Um, there's nothing to say that that ha- actually has had a direct impact and i think probably the government providing like payments for people who weren't be able who weren't able to work and things like that might have had an impact like a positive yeah. impact on people's mental health that, that they were at least still getting money if they couldn't work but um uh then there was some information that people do try to harm themselves more at milestone birthdays which I thought was interesting. Oh, yeah. So the influence, and they call it the birthday blues, oh. <laughs> on suicide may be particularly high when people reach a symbolic or milestone age such as 20, 30 and 40. Milestone birthdays um, are like people kind of reflect on their life and they yeah. take stock yeah. um, on what they've done and especially it, when they're approaching that final year of the decade. Um they place more weight on their health and daily emotional experiences. They, the, the findings in these studies suggest that when people recognise that they failed in life or they're anticipating failure in achieving their long-standing goals at milestone ages, then they might find little meaning and then become preoccupied with feelings of hopelessness. So then that's what, what – um, and it was a Japanese study that um, mm. said that people are higher risk of suicide at milestone ages compared to other ages. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, that is really interesting, mm. and um, I know that this again is getting off truck off. But it's <laughs> off interesting topic. if it's considered under the injury admission, or the like accidental accident admissions that you were saying the stats, yeah, included it in it. And then if you look at um the like, <laughs> this is so morbid. Um, in Australia, there's more deaths in winter in the winter months of June, July, and August, and less death less deaths in the summer months of December, January, and February. Um. In 1999, each day in August averaged 400 deaths, whereas uh, each day in February averaged 316 deaths. I don't know why this is so old. This was from the um, Australian Bureau of Statistics. Anyway, the very young and the very old, more likely to die in winter, and diseases of the circulatory system, pneumonia and influenza and sudden infant death syndrome are all highly seasonal causes of death. Hmm. Um, Common causes of death among young adults, such as motor vehicle accidents, suicide, drowning and assault, more likely to occur in the warmer months. Deaths in Australia, get this, occur most frequently on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> I, I always days. say, could you imagine finishing your working week on the Friday afternoon and then dropping dead? So then, like, can then, you not drop dead Monday morning I before think you go to work? I actually read something that um, people are more likely to kill themselves on a Monday, and I thought, well, that's yeah, hell yeah, fair. I don't want to do a whole week yeah, of work. Don't first. do the whole week <laughs> and then kill yourself. Enjoy the weekend, <laughs> kill yourself. No, yeah, like we're so obviously heart attack, yeah. heart attack, suicide deaths occur most frequently on a Monday, whereas motor vehicle traffic accident deaths occur most frequently on the weekend. Yeah. Although excess winter deaths predominated for most of the 20th century, the 19th century saw an excess in summer deaths. Mm. And that was in parallel with the decline of infectious and parasitic diseases and the rise in diseases like circulatory and respiratory disease, which mm. are more likely to cause death in the cold months. Interesting, hey. So interesting. So interesting. I got really excited about like I know you did. You're like at, full. Mm. When I read your notes and I – well, I didn't read your notes. I had to look to make sure we weren't doing the same stuff. Yeah. And I was like, wow, we have not done the not same done stuff. The same stuff. <laughs> and then I looked, okay, well, what's the most common body part that people injure, right? And yeah. then is, that, is there a correlation between the body part and what they're 
you know, doing. And then, yeah. Because I'm like, I wonder if. Did you find it? Well, yeah. So in 2021 to 2022. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, go. Leg. No. Oh, hand. Well, you would think, right? But while this is actually um, resulting in hospitalization. Oh. So if you. But but there were. I'm pretty sure that hand. And depending on like the, the mode of injury. Yeah. So each mode of injury had a different. Most common site. So the the okay. um, contact with living things, hand Head. and arm was the oh, most common. Okay. Oh, yeah, because people you be, yeah or, exactly. Yeah. So, um, it, the head or neck was the body part most often identified as the main site of injury in hospitalizations. To some extent, this probably reflects the serious nature of head and neck injury. So obvious. So twenty two percent head and neck injuries resulted. Uh, so that's the most common. Yep. One hundred and seventeen thousand of hospitalizations were due to head and neck injuries. Yeah, twelve percent for trunk, seventeen percent shoulder and arm. So uh, almost the next most common. Fifteen percent wrist and hand, twenty um, percent hip and leg, five percent ankle and foot. Mm. And then I looked at. <laughs> this is where it just gets. It goes even better. <laughs> In hospital deaths. So okay, these people are doing stupid shit, getting injured. And then they go. They end up admitted to hospital, and then they might die. Um, that can be an indication of the severity of their injuries. Um, obviously, choking and suffocation had the highest rates of in-hospital death, yeah. which I suppose makes sense. So um, falls was next, and then intentional self-harm and undetermined intent, which I've no idea mm. what that means. Yeah. Uh, I guess that is. I wonder is that like poisoning or maybe it's just they maybe they didn't know what the intent was because mm. they had passed away or something yeah thermal causes then transport accidental poisoning assault other unintentional causes so you've got undetermined intent and then other unintentional causes mm. contact with objects contact with living things very mm. interesting that's not where I thought we would go at all. No, I know. But I, I'm glad that you're covering like the lighter Funny side stuff. of things because I feel like the, um, the more I got into this, the more I was like, this is totally relevant and this is totally interesting. But It's super interesting. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, th- I didn't, hadn't thought about hospitalisation side of it and I, it just surprised me that there's like over 500,000 injuries resulting yeah. in hospitalisation. Pretty crazy, eh? Yeah. Um, injuries are the leading cause of death for people aged 1 to 44. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pretty crazy, hey? I would not have said that. Actually, I don't know what I thought would be the leading cause of death for that age group. Interestingly enough, (laughs) the, like, falls. Is the highest? Is the highest. Yeah. 1 to 44. Every um, holiday that I researched had falls as the number one, one of the number one things. And and whether it was like fall from your house roof putting on Christmas lights or like. Well, then contact with objects was the next one and I wonder if that's like things falling on children or too. Or knives or like, stuff. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like when you're carving out your pumpkin and smash your thigh with it. Not that we do that because we don't do Halloween. Uh, hmm. um, but I really thought that car accidents, like that trend, that that, that that would be high. That motor vehicle accidents would have been the highest cause of death for young people. But it's Same. not. It's falls. Like I mean, falls is the the cause of death in general. But um, but yeah, I thought it was so interesting that it's the injuries is the well, I guess injuries from car accidents, injuries from things falling, injuries from your fall. I suppose so. Injuries 
in general. Yeah. And if you watch, be from lots um, of categories. if you watch like the ER TV shows, they're always falling off roofs, off falling horses, off horses. Yeah. falling off. So, and they always come in and they all need a neck brace and they all need a CT scan and they all need to be checked for well, abdominal we bleeding because the they could die. <laughs> we worked <laughs> with a nurse who fell off the second step of a ladder and never worked again. Fuck. Yeah. I'll tell you who that is after this. Second but, step um, of a ladder. Second yeah, step I mean, of a you can fall. And a, a fall could be anything. Fall could be it, like trips of falls. Yeah. Michael fell off a ladder at work one day and didn't tell me about it until like that night when he was really stiff and sore and like... <laughs> He's like, yeah, I fell off the top of a ladder. Wow. And, and his mum was like even holding the ladder and he still fell Did he fall on her? Bloody hell. <laughs> Break your fall. That's what mums are for. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Mm. Anyway, shocking. I had a silly holiday injury once. I bet you did. I went on holiday straight after night shift to Broome, fell asleep on the beach as soon as I got there. Next thing I woke up, burnt to a crisp, blisters and everything. Did you get onto the dermal therapy redness relief cream? It's clinically tested, has four natural soothing complexes, including aloe vera, and has skin-loving ingredients like vitamin E and niacinamide. Hey, hot tip, if you keep it in the fridge, it adds an extra cooling touch when applied to your sunburnt or irritated skin. Wow, that sounds like it would have been super soothing (laughs) Um, and take that sting out, but also reduce the redness, which was exactly what I needed. I wish I had that. I wish I had a photo of you. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, check out the Redness Relief Cream along with many other products, including our faves, the SPF Lip Balm and the Platinum Heel Balm, mm-hmm. which I've been using for a couple of weeks and everyone knows my heels are trash and they look <laughs> amazing. I've been using the hand balm on my feet and even that's working. Yeah. <laughs> so I can imagine the heel balm must be really good. Also, my tattoos look so good from the very dry skin cream that I've been using on my really? arms. They yes. look like more vibrant now. Yep. Actually, yeah, your skin. I do notice sometimes your Thanks. skin on your tats yeah. are quite dry. <laughs> I'll have to look now properly. Dermal therapy is Australian made and owned, clinically proven, and dermatologists recommend it. Dermal therapy is high quality skincare for all skin types at a purse friendly price. Do you know how many dermal therapy products I have used in my life? And didn't actually realise until now. Like I put it all together. I'm like, oh yeah, I have used this before. Oh yeah, I've got the heel balm stick. Like, oh. And they, I literally have their products like in my in my so good. I actually already. love them. They're so good. Yeah. And um yeah, head to www.dermaltherapy.com.au and have a look. They've got seriously, they've got everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. Um right. It, let's uh light, lighten the mood. Lighten the mood. Lighten the mood. So, I know your holiday story was pretty enlightening. <laughs> No, do you want to know more about that? Like I actually, I used to take myself on little holidays. Um, I used to go to Broome and, and um, Melbourne, which is ironic that I lived in both places. But anyway, I went to Broome. We did night, I did a night shift, drove to the airport, got changed out of my uniform in the toilets at the airport, grabbed my bag, jumped on a plane at like 10 o'clock in the morning, flew to Broome, dumped my shit in the hotel, went straight to Cable Beach, and then promptly fell asleep. I had like a massive swim, fell asleep. <laughs> fell asleep on my – Yeah, by myself. I used to oh, all the time. Off. Laying on my tummy. I had like um, just little like bathing shorts and a um, like a singlet tankini yeah. top type thing, right? Fell asleep, arms up. Thing. So the tops of my shoulders and the 
like yeah, like the top half of yeah. my back and the backs and of the my arms, oh. and yeah, and then all down the back of my legs. Oh, brutally sunburnt, brutally sunburnt. Because I put cream everywhere except there, obviously, because I was by myself and couldn't oh. reach it. And you thought I'll just fall asleep on my stomach. Well, I didn't mean to fall asleep. I was just <laughs> laying there reading my book, and then I fell asleep. So then I go back to the hotel, oh. and I have like I get in the pool and I like hang out in the pool for a couple of hours. You don't realize how burnt you are. No, no idea that I'm like I. I know I'm burnt, but I don't know I'm that burnt. <coughs> get out of the pool, get in the shower, moisturize up, go out for dinner, um, go back by myself. I was staying at the um, hotel like, attached to the bar. Go back to the hotel room. Of course you were. Go to bed. Wake up in the morning in fucking agony. <laughs> I have blisters on the backs of my thighs. Oh. I cannot move my arms because, like, that crease near my armpit oh. is, like, burnt. Oh, my God. I feel sick. I laid in there thinking, do I go to the hospital? Do I – what do I do? Go have a cold shower. I'm vomiting and I'm febrile. No. Like full sunstroke. So I just basically get in the shower. I like have no one to put cream on my back. So I put cream on the tiles of the bathroom and like kind of rubbed my back along. It would have been so sore. I covered up in like this big T-shirt thing and went to the supermarket and bought a ton of like water and snacks because I'm like I can't leave my hotel room. When what the sun went down, I went and laid in the pool because it was, like, nice and cold. And then I just <laughs> kept like, but I was so sick. Like, it made me so sick. I spent two and a half days in there. I don't know how you didn't go to the hospital. Well, I should have, but I was so embarrassed. Yeah, of course. I was quite young, like early 20s. Anyway, when I, by the time I got home, the pain had gone, obviously, but the blisters were still there and I'd gone into work and one of the residents we had like the switch around of all the residents Mm. and he'd just done six months on a burns unit oh and i was like mate can you come here can you peel the bliss because i'd pick the blisters off my legs but i couldn't get the blisters Mm. off my back and Mm. there was this one big one in the middle it was like a massive blister so i said to him can you please yeah can you please debride it and he's like yeah, so we go like into the treatment room and I like pull my dress down and he like full debrides it off and then like dresses it with fix all which you know not do anymore, but like no. literally cover fix all on it so it can leak but mm. it's protected. Yeah. And like, yeah, it took me ages. Like now I'm yeah. so sun smart because I'm like, oh, I'm that so, is yeah. horrific. I'm exactly the same. I, I fear sunburn so much oh. because I had so like horrific yeah. experiences as a teenager with sunburn. Yeah. And I'm so like now I fear it so much. That rash vest. I couldn't um, care less. I wear my hat in the pool now. <laughs> yeah. Like girl, I like get please. sun cream and like full. I just yeah. bought some spray sun cream for Bali because mm. I'm like, there's no way. No. Anyway, my injury stories are please. not what we're here for. But I can't wait to hear. This. So I've I focused on a couple that I thought were funny, but obviously Christmas is like my favorite time of year. I have a lot of Christmas trees. I have a lot of Christmas lights, and now I'm um, terrified. But basically, your Christmas trees are a fire hazard. <laughs> 100%. In America, they, um, I, I did a, just a little bit of research, not too much, but uh, in between 2013 and 2015, there was an annual average of about 100 Christmas tree fires, resulting in 10 deaths, 10 injuries, and over $12 million of property loss per year. Whoa. Like, anyway. Crazy. What are they doing to their Well, it's the lights. Some people use candles and they Mm. use real trees Mm. so they dry out Mm. if they're not kept watered, like all these things. And in Switzerland, people prefer – well, this is what the 
I don't know if it's true. If you're in Switzerland, <laughs> you can let me know. But the article said that the people of Switzerland like to use candles versus lights. Whoa. Like I just would never put a candle near a tree. Near a tree. Anyway. I barely want to put a candle in my house because I'm yeah. so scared. <laughs> I, I set my bedroom on fire as a kid. <gasps> like, yeah. Jesus. Anyway, long story. The, um, the US Consumer Product Safety Commission, Esther, um, no, sorry, the, yeah, the US Consumer Product Safety Commission data showed that there were over 18,000 injuries associated with holiday decorating. Well, clearly they're not doing their jobs very well. (laughs) (laughs) So the most frequent of the holiday decorating incidents were falls, lacerations and sprains or or, um, strains. Let me guess, the falls from people like decorating their house. Yeah, of course, like ladders ladders and stuff, yeah. So I read... Lacerations um, from carving the turkey. (laughs) I I did a Google of like funny Christmas injuries and I came up with a, a person on... Um, the amazing race called Christmas who injured herself oh. and then there was like this whole big debate on Reddit about whether she really injured and I was so confused because I was like how did Christmas why is Christmas who is Christmas competing on the amazing race and then I realised it was also, a person not a are you actually oh. allowed to call your kid Christmas oh, turns out you can um, so one that I actually personally I'll write that down yeah add that to your list um, personally I'm aware of in 2013 and I just happened to be working in the trauma department of a major Perth hospital that day. I was doing a psych special. I wasn't doing any trauma nursing. (laughs) I was like specialing a a psych patient. Um, And a 29-year-old man had been from Kalgoorlie, had climbed the eight-metre Christmas tree that was in the middle of Kalgoorlie's CBD (laughs) and fell off Uh the tree eight metres uh, and he basically fractured everything on the right side of his body. Oh my God. So right leg, right hip, right shoulder, pelvis, um, and facial oh. injuries. And it was funny because on that shift, was my one of my friends was working, and she's like, "Oh, we just had a man brought in that fell off a Christmas tree." And I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> and then I was googling because I remember telling you about yeah, it, and yeah, I was you like, did tell me about "I googled it. like." Perth tree, and I knew it was before I'd had Amelia, so I was like, "Yeah, you roughly anyway. what year it was?" And yeah, yeah. So then that was pretty funny. Um, and then another one which caught my eye was an- another Reddit story um, of a, a couple who decided they were going to use a glass ornament as a dildo. <laughs> oh. And it shattered internally. Oh. Uh, and apparently the – this is what it was written. As, apparently the story spread ac- around the hospital like Santa delivering presents on Christmas Eve. <laughs> it would. <laughs> I feel like sometimes privacy and confidentiality doesn't apply when things are really funny. Well, if someone doesn't leave the hospital, it's fine, isn't it? <laughs> the six most bizarre Christmas injuries, according to the Daily Mail. So oh. take that as you will. Sorry, An anonymous, <laughs> An anonymous four-year-old girl put a metal bell in her ear so she could listen to jingle bells. <laughs> <laughs> um, a 28-year-old woman was putting an ornament up in a bar when the stool slipped from under her, causing vaginal trauma on the landing. Um, I've actually seen a few cases, like, of vaginal trauma from falls. Yeah, yeah. I have this fear. We have a um, – sh- our shower is like you got to step into a corner spa mm. to shower and yeah. I have this fear of me getting out when I'm all slippery oh, and, and, like, landing and damaging and then an ambulance matching. having to be called and I'm, like, naked on the floor of my shower <laughs> with, like, a bleeding vagina. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. My friend's little girl actually, like, fell in the bath and landed on a bath toy and, like, tore her Ooh, labia. Oh, yeah. ow. Yeah, awful, hey. And actually, you say that I've seen a 
one who stepped out of the bath and did the split. Ooh. And um, actually, it was the shower. And like you know, the shower gems. Yeah, like, yeah, I've seen that. Owie, um, precious and mm. highly vascular. Highly vascular. A lot. Yes. A 36-year-old man accidentally swallowed a drawing pin when he was putting up a Christmas decorations when he looked up and sneezed. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, you know, it's like when a fly goes in your mouth and you don't know if you swallowed it or not. Do you yeah. Um, this imagine, one oh it makes me laugh because I feel like it could be me. But a lady sprained her foot after dropping a four-foot wooden Santa on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've had any Christmas injuries. I mostly just take naps on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a 50-year-old woman was standing on a chair hanging Christmas lights, fell, struck her rectum on the tree branches, which caused a rectal tear. Oh, man. Oh. 66-year-old man was working from home, was left dizzy after a wind, after the wind reportedly... Bowled him over? Yeah, blew him around and around. <laughs> 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 Could you imagine that? a big old gust of wind? This is like, poof. Well, you, you ever see those willy willies? Imagine yeah, if you were man, standing in the yeah. middle of one. <laughs> That's so funny. So, what he just got dizzy? Yeah, uh, it didn't even hurt himself. I'm like, that does not deserve to be on the list, Daily Mail. They just gave up by six. They were like, fuck that. We're done. Oh, my um, God. Now, gender reveal parties. Tell me. I, firstly, let's not, but anyway. Um, so this one's from 2021. <laughs> Friends gathered on a boat in Cancun to watch as a plane flew above the water, trailing a sign saying, it's a girl. Oh, my God. Uh, excitement quickly turned to horror when the plane nosedived into the ocean, killing both the pilot and the co-pilot. That is fucking devastating. Yeah. I wonder if they were girls. <laughs> was a girl. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Someone got upset because we laughed at... Um, like someone uh, t- while we were telling a dying story, and I, but you you understand they clearly weren't a nurse. Um, twenty twenty, a pyrotechnic <laughs> device being used for a big announcement, combined with the hot, dry Californian climate, obviously a recipe for disaster. Uh, the gender reveal party went up in flames, literally starting a fire that burnt twenty two thousand acres in California, killing a firefighter. Oh, man. The couple are now facing one charge each of involuntary manslaughter. Oh, man. All because you wanted to have a selfish fucking Don't even know if it was a boy or a girl. So gender reveal not done. You didn't even complete it. 2019, this is is your pipe bomb, when creating, (laughs) um, created a device to reveal their baby's gender in a cloud of coloured smoke, the Iowa couple inadvertently built a pipe bomb (laughs) using gunpowder and metal tubing. The explosion sent metal pieces flying in the air, one of which tragically hit the guest and it killed her instantly. Oh. It was the grandmother of the child. What? They killed instantly. Fuck. Fuck. They'd be facing charges too. I imagine so. Could you imagine? They should have grown up in Werribee. <laughs> they would have known exactly how to do it. I wonder if I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I just – it blows my – like, you see those things, like, there was so many stories. There was one – but they weren't really injured. No one really got injured. But, like, someone was doing a burnout with tyres that do colour smoke, then the car caught fire and oh, everyone fuck. had to run to safety. Um, there was multiple <laughs> that turned into huge fires Shit. because they, um, yeah, like, 
set this like one went off and it looked like a bomb like i watched the video and they just set like they're obviously setting fire to like fireworks or something but when they ran around it literally was like a huge bomb and then the entire paddock just caught fire apparently that burnt nearly fifty six thousand acres oh as well God. and wherever it was like at my shit. 10th birthday my brother um popped a party popper on oh my no. ass and um it like created a welt burnt? and i cried and um, in front of all my friends. This was like while I'm blowing out my candles. Like, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> birthday There's injury. There's my birthday injury. Yeah. Um, and another very American one, Halloween. There's 3,200 injuries during Halloween every year in the US. That doesn't not surprise as, me. Yeah, not as many as I would Especially thought. people like jump scaring and you fall over and crack your head. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. 55% are related to... Pumpkin carving. Bullshit. 25% are due to falls yeah, while working with decorations. People be using fucking decorations. chain stores to carve yeah. their pumpkins because they're Tricking, Tripping on costumes and walking oh. while trick-or-treating. So many people get hit by cars while walking for trick-and-treating. Oh, my God. 20% are miscellaneous, like lacerations, ingestions, other injuries related Ingest- to costumes, pumpkins, decorations, allergic reactions, and rashes. Oh, yeah, I bet. 54% were adults, 46% were under 18, and 10% were kids, six or younger. I did actually briefly look up schoolies. Yeah. There has been one schoolies-related death each year. Yeah. That is that, surprise That's enough me. To not send, for me to not ever want to send my kid to yeah. schoolies. I, I mean, there's pretty good schoolies. statistics, really, because there's probably a million kids that go uh, yeah. to schools. But um, still – that's like falls from balconies. Like It's like the city to surf. People die at the end of the city to surf all the time. Because of exhaustion. Heart-related shit. Oh, yeah, of course. Jesus. Um, so don't exercise and don't go to school. Don't, don't have any fun. <laughs> the um, a four-year-old girl and, a, and her 42-year-old father were hospitalised after they were badly burnt lighting a pumpkin. Oh. The man was holding his... Um, Oh, so it's his girlfriend's child. Sorry. Oh. Man was holding his girlfriend's child in his arms while he tried to light the pumpkin. The man had hollowed out the pumpkin and sketched a design on the outside. And then he turned the pumpkin upside down and put the grill lighter inside to show the little girl what it looked like as this was happening. Fumes built up inside the pumpkin because the face had not been carved out properly. Since the fumes had nowhere to go, a flash fire occurred in the pumpkin. Uh, and exploded. The man suffered first and second degree burns on his abdomen and genital area, oh. and the child suffered first and second degree burns on her face and her right arm. Oh, darling. How, like, horrific. There were so many stories about people carving and then, like, stabbing into their thighs or <laughs> lacerating their hands. <laughs> we bought my sister-in-law really good knives, like Japanese steel knives yeah. for her birthday. And every time we visit them, like her and her husband have got band-aids on I use the knives that I got for my 30th birthday. I have literally never been sharpened once. Oh, fuck. I just turned 45. Wow. Yeah, well, these knives are um, amazing. Yeah, I would Chef like knives. some them, yeah. And um, it's so intimidating. Like I had to cut a cob loaf. Oh. And I was so um, well, those holiday injuries didn't disappoint. People are so. I've actually dumb. seen. I've seen a lot of kids who fall in fireplaces. Yeah, like um, I, and I don't see them at the time. I see them often, Post. like later. Yeah, I think um, a lot of like 
I think in America there would be – well, I mean, even in Australia too. I wonder if there's lots of barbecue-related <laughs> barbecue injuries. Yeah, I would and, imagine um, so. I've seen a few soup-related injuries actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's not particularly Christmassy not in mm. Australia, but – Too funny. I really like that. It didn't go anywhere near where I thought it was going to no, go. And I want to know other people's experience. Like I want to know – Tell us your holiday injury. Listening. Yeah, did you ever get injured? Yeah. While participating in a seasonal holiday. A seasonal holiday. Special occasion. Yeah. Do um, it. Or tell us about your patients that you see. If Do you work every Christmas? Like, I want to know. Yeah. My brother's a cop. We should interview him about shit that they see. Yeah. At Christmas. At Christmas. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, if you love us as much as a public holiday piss up, please go rate us five stars <laughs> on the podcast platform. Um, give us a follow on Instagram at Two Humorous Nurses Podcast and send us your favourite stories, feedback, and just a general hello to our email, hello at twohumorousnurses.com. That's humorous like the bone, H-U-M-E-R-U-S. Bye. Bye.